This is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for June and July of 2021. It is a critical time of year for crop development and our grain markets. Mid-June is often a time where we begin to reach an inflection point in markets as crops continue to grow and we need good weather to foster development. Hot and dry often becomes part of our daily market intelligence impacting crops and market prices. The crop is planted now in the American Midwest and across eastern Canada. A cold snap followed by hot and dry has impacted these growing crops over the last four weeks. And as June grows old, all of this will surely be accentuated. At the end of the month, the USDA will publish their revised acreage estimates along with a plethora of stocks numbers. It will surely lead to a continuation of a volatile time in grain markets. On June 10th, USG released their latest Wazning report. The June report continues to set the table for the June 30th acreage report, keeping 2021-22 corn production of 14.99 billion bushels. USDA gave a demand boost to the corn market by lowering corn ending stocks 150 million bushels down to 1.107 billion bushels. On the new crop side of the ledger, total use is expected to be 14.765 billion bushels with feed, seed, and industrial use pegged at 6.615 billion bushels, ethanol use at 5.2 billion bushels, and exports at 2.45 billion bushels. USDA lowered Brazilian corn production to 98.5 million metric tons, which was lower than expected. On the soybean side of the ledger, old crop ending stocks were increased 15 million bushels, pegging total ending stocks at 135 million bushels. There was no change in yield or production for the new crop year, 50.8 bushels per acre and 87.6 million acres. The USDA increased Brazil's 2020-21 production to 137 million metric tons and maintained Argentina's soybean production at 47 7 million metric tons. On the wheat side of the ledger, the USDA estimated that the global wheat production was on track for a new record in 2021 and 22 of 794.44 million metric tons, and the U.S. winter wheat production is up 12% from last year. On June 11th, corn futures were higher than the last market trends report, soybean and wheat futures were lower. July 2021 corn futures were at 684 a bushel, the July 2021 soybean futures were at 1508 a bushel, and the July 2021 Chicago wheat futures closed at 680 a bushel. Minneapolis July 2021 wheat futures closed at 779 a bushel, with the September 2021 contract closing at $7.86 a bushel. The nearby oil futures as of June 11th closed at $70.91 a barrel, up from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of $65.37 a barrel. The average price for U.S. ethanol on June 11th in the U.S. was $2.43 U.S. gallon down from the $2.50 recorded in the last market trends report. The Canadian dollar noon rate on June 11th was 0.8232 U.S., slightly lower than the 0.8255 U.S. reported here. In the last market trends report, the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%. Now in Ontario, the crop is planted and growing well, but there have been some hiccups along the way. A snap of cold weather at the end of May resulted in frost inundating most areas of Ontario with varying degrees of hurt. In eastern Ontario, there was lots of replanted soybeans, ditto for many other areas across the province. However, the cold weather also affected corn development heading into mid-June. This was followed by much hotter weather, and moisture has become a problem in many parts of the province with, with hit-and-miss thunderstorms not providing wide coverage which the Ontario crop needs. And as we head into late June, rain is needed. This weather also affects the wheat, which came into head a bit early. It looks good, but is suffering varied degrees from the hot and dry weather experienced 
in the first two weeks of June. Oftentimes, dryness can help wheat by reducing disease, but moisture is needed. In some areas of central Ontario, the wheat is severely impacted. Needless to say, in the deep southwest, wheat is starting to turn in Essex County, and wheat harvest is expected to be early. Expect some combines to be rolling in the first week of July. Basis levels have been maintained for both corn and soybeans, with the soybean basis slightly lower since the last Market Trends report. Canadian dollar continues to flutter just under this 83-cent U.S. level, the top end of its 20% increase over the last year. At these price levels, we even saw an unusual cash market event this past month, with Brazilian soybeans being imported into Quebec, then making their way into Ontario. It's not unusual to have corn and soybean imports, but usually it's from the U.S. as expected. The magic of basis trading made this happen as if there is an opportunity and the price is right, end users will buy, and the Ontario cash basis levels respond accordingly. And you can look up all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Well, the bottom line is, this is the time of year when traditionally we have our highest new crop price opportunities. This may be true again. It might not be, but it's always relevant. It's hot and dry in much of the greater North American Corn Belt, but usually this time of year, that's the way it is. The challenge, of course, in a year with very good new crop prices is to balance your sold positions with yield expectations in the field. Needless to say, that's why grain futures prices are so volatile. This is the time when the crop starts to be made. COVID-19 is still with us, and hopefully we are on the track to put it behind us. But it shouldn't be underestimated how it affected grain markets. A year ago, grain prices were lower. Last year in mid-June, July corn was at 3.30, July soybeans at 8.71, and July Chicago wheat at 5.02. Now, in many ways, the sky was falling as a -a once-in-a-century pandemic took hold. However, out of COVID, there has been so much change. How about the change in demand for lumber and computer chips? Needless to say, food and agricultural commodities. The world still has to eat, and we found that out again in spades. COVID-19 fomented much fracture in markets and continues today, albeit at a lesser extent. Now, key to near-term future price direction will be weather and USDA acreage reports at the end of the month. How many acres of corn and soybeans did farmers really plant this year without the high prevent plant acres we've seen in the past years? Will there be a shift to more corn acres, leaving the U.S. soybean complex dangerously light on supplies as we forge into July? These changing numbers will change the 2021 grain fundamentals. We all know that crop weather over the next eight weeks will do the same thing. Now, it's also important to keep in mind that what we do know and what we don't know about the grain futures market. Grain future spreads are always important, giving clues to market demand. In short, if you have inverses where outward futures months are valued less than nearby months, that's a reflection of commercial demand strength. If you have the opposite, it's a reflection of commercial demand weakness. And over the last several months, old crop months have had huge inverses for corn and soybeans. However, today, new crop corn futures, December 2021 and March 2022, are in a small carry, while soybeans, November 2021 and March 2022, continue inverse way out. Watching these future spreads on these specific months help gauge just where futures prices might go. Now, for corn, 
In a weather market, especially this time of year, corn trading can be frenetic. In the week ending June 11, corn was up big on the week until it lost on the Friday as rain had moved into the Dakotas. Meanwhile, the 10 to 14 day weather forecast was for scorching weather. Now expect more of the same, especially as we move toward June 30th and the July 4th weekend, a traditional high point for corn getting set for pollination. The USDA pegged old crop corn stocks at 1.1 billion bushels, which is so much higher than we've been for several years. New crop corn ending stocks set at 1.357 billion bushels are similar. However, keep in mind that the June 30th USDA report might change that paradigm. Pushing corn acres into the 93 to 95 million acre range will raise those stocks. Add a few good rains into the mix and supply concerns wane. The December corn futures contract is currently priced six cents below the March 22 contract, which indicates a bearish indication. And the U.S. corn is close to an eight-year high. The nearby contract in the 88th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, if corn prices tend to peak about now, mid-June, and bottom in early October. Now for soybeans, soybean supplies remain at pipeline levels as long as that pipeline represents 135 million bushels of old crop stocks predicted by USDA. New crop stocks are unchanged at 155 million bushels, a far cry from those billion bushel stocks of three years ago. However, how many acres will the American farmer plant this spring? On June 30th, those acres are set to increase, and this will largely impact those supplies. 87.6 million acres of U.S. soybeans and 50.8 bushels per acre are where we are at the moment, and the U.S. cannot afford to lose a bushel. American farmers have a default tendency to plant more corn, but this may set up a scenario and even shorter supplies. However, as we all know, weather will help to define that. Rain in August is always key to soybean yield. The November 2021 soybean contract is currently priced 23.75 cents above the March 22 soybean contract, which reflects a very bullish market indication. The nearby soybean contract is down from last month, but still sits in the 82nd percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to peak in July and reach their low in October. Now for wheat, wheat prices have been frenetic partly because of the different weather patterns which have affected the different classes of wheat, like hard red spring, hard red winter, and soft red winter wheat, the latter being the predominant wheat grown in Ontario. Rain in the Dakotas and western Canada is good for hard red spring, but not so much for the hard red winter areas and the areas in the east which grow soft red winter. Wheat production globally is on a continual rise, but despite that, cash prices are higher in the eastern corn belt. And when looking at the wheat market, each wheat class has its own supply and demand table, which demands its own scrutiny. Now in Ontario, the wheat crop looks good. Much of it's sprayed with fungicide to protect against fusarium as harvest gets closer. Now dry weather is certainly impacting wheat across the province and rain in mid-June would be appreciated to further grain fill. Needless to say, cash prices for wheat in the 7 and $8 ranges is good for Ontario farmers. Non-commercial demand for grain is always important to the direction of grain futures movement, and this will become increasingly apparent as we move into July. Opportunities in grain futures will look calm compared to putting investment capital into Bitcoin or lumber or any other number of markets. Fund positions are measured at the CME, but even so, the movement of money in and out of the grain market during this time of the year can be hard to tangibly measure. Simply put, funds add liquidity which is a good thing. But at times, like this, they add violent volatility to grain prices. And for farmers, having standing cash market orders ready is often one of the best ways to dealing with this volatility. 
Canadian dollar has gained 20% over the last year, which in previous years would have meant a huge contraction in Ontario and Quebec cash prices if grain futures hadn't moved up. However, we all know grain futures have moved up to very high levels compared to last year, and the Canadian dollar move has mitigated that. In many ways, the Canadian dollar was muted in this environment. However, its value is still very real, and if the loony decides to go back down at those inflated grain futures values, it will mean a price rise in Ontario cash prices. The hard part, as always, is knowing what the Canadian dollar will do. The decline in the U.S. dollar has ended for now and might put the loony on its heels. Now, grain fundamentals are what they are, as well as prices. However, we all know at this time of year, crop weather matters. The hot and dry pattern currently apparent in the U.S. Corn Belt is forecast to continue from June 18th to June 24th. These forecasts will surely always be fickle, especially to computer algorithms, but increasingly they are getting better. Use the weather resources available to you to look beyond your farm. This may help you with placing your marketing orders. The challenge for Ontario farmers as we look ahead is to continually measure your risk environment and reset your parameters accordingly. We are headed into one of the most important times of late spring and summer for crops and market action. The June 30th USDA report represents a benchmark in our marketing year that needs to be respected. It might be all about computer algorithms trading, but history tells us price action can be both frenetic and profitable at this time of year. The road ahead is not necessarily easy and often gets more complicated. However, there will be many grain marketing opportunities ahead. Daily market intelligence will remain key. This is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for June and July of 2021. I'm Philip Shaw.